0: Hello, and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 236, Clement IX. Dear brothers and sisters, annuncio vobis, annuncio vobis, annuncio vobis, gaudium magnum, gaudium magnum, gaudium magnum, habemus papam. So today's pope was born in the Tuscan town of Pistoia on January 27th, 1600. His name at birth was Giulio Rospigliosi. He was a member of a family of wealthy merchants and craftsmen. He was educated first in Pistoia, and then he received the minor orders on his way to the priesthood before being sent for further seminary studies in Rome and then later in Pisa. He was an intelligent young man. He had a great love of literature and the theater to go along with this theological education. After graduating in Pisa and teaching there a year in 1624, he went back to Rome to work in the Roman Curia. Now, his family was backing this move and entrusted him to the care of the Cardinal Antonio Barberini, the nephew of Pope Urban VIII. And he served in Cardinal Barberini's household until the Cardinal advanced his career further by getting him appointed to higher offices in the Roman Curia. He was known to be a modest and humble young man. He was devoted to to the arts. He composed, in 1637, the text of an opera called Chi Sofre Speri, which many scholars recognize as one of the first ever comic operas. So groundbreaking in opera, this young priest. His big break came in 1644 when the Pope appointed him the Apostolic Nuncio to Spain and ordained him an archbishop. And this was a big job requiring a lot of talent and work. Spain was one of the big players in Europe, as we've been hearing, and it's a big player in papal politics too. And sometimes that relationship wasn't great. And so the new Archbishop Ross Biliosi, wasn't sure he himself was up to the task. It wasn't a job that he sought out, but he did it. He served as nuncio to Spain for nine years, from 1644 to 1653, and his role began right as Pope Innocent X's papacy did. He put himself at the service of Innocent's work to bring peace to Europe and end the Thirty Years' War. His service was difficult, and it didn't necessarily bring definite fruit, but he did build a good relationship with the king of Spain. When he was called to Rome in 1653, there wasn't really a position for him in the Curia. The Pope just wanted to replace him with someone else. And so he thought about retiring completely so as not to be a burden financially on his family. But someone advised him to stay in Rome just a little bit longer. And that paid off. Pope Innocent X died and Pope Alexander VII was elected. And he so trusted Archbishop Rosbiliosi and so appreciated what he did in Spain that he appointed him secretary of state and then in 1657 named him a cardinal. Now, the new Cardinal was an excellent administrator and a great Secretary of State, but he was ambitious. Now that he was just the position just below the Pope, he was hoping that perhaps in the future he might be Pope himself. And he was so well-liked and so efficient that Pope Alexander VII started to dislike him, probably out of a little sense of jealousy. And he was popular. He was well-liked in Rome as well for being so unassuming and and humble in appearance and down-to-earth. When Pope Alexander VII died in 1667, Cardinal Rospigliosi was the obvious choice to succeed him. He was liked by both the Spanish and the French, and he didn't have any real opponents. Tensions with France made the cardinals pick someone who was supported by the French king. So Cardinal Rospigliosi was elected pope on June 20th, 1667. He took the name Clement IX because of a desire to bring about peace in Europe and in the church. And Clement has that connotation of peace. Now, the new Pope Clement was particularly loved by the people of Rome because of his simplicity of life and his humble service to the church in Rome. He was accessible. He was not grandiose. He even heard confessions twice a week in St. Peter's Basilica, like any other priest. He was not particularly nepotistic, though he did entrust some of the aspects of his administration to a cardinal nephew and to his brother. But he was also very financially conservative, and he got papal finances somewhat back in order. He was also a great supporter of the poor, and he did a lot to improve the lives of the poor in Rome. One of his great spiritual works was the beatification of the first saint from the New World, St. Rose of Lima. When his pontificate began, the controversy over Jansenism was still ongoing. Now, several bishops in France, if you remember from a couple episodes, refused to submit to the teaching of Pope Alexander VII regarding Jansenism. So the pope sent emissaries to negotiate with these bishops, and a deal was worked out, which would be called the Clementine Peace. The challenge was, Rome saw it as a submission by the Jansenist bishops, but They saw it as a softening of the Roman position and a sign of weakness, and so they said, okay, we can sign this because Rome seems to be compromising, even though Rome didn't think that they were. Nevertheless, for now, the controversy will die down a little, even if its underlying causes were not settled completely, we'll have to keep talking about it. Now, the other big event during his papacy was the attack by the Turks on the island of Crete. The island had belonged to Venice, but Turkish assault was threatening to remove it entirely from the Western sphere of influence. The Pope responded by sending diplomatic help, money, and even a small expeditionary force under the command of his brother to the island, but a dispute between France and Spain weakened the forces on Crete, and on September of 1669, the Venetians surrendered to the Turks. The news was said to so affect the Pope that it hurt his already precarious health. He seems to have had a stroke in October of 1669 and worsened as winter approached, and he finally passed away on December ninth, 1669. He was buried in the Basilica of Santa Maria Maggiore and was succeeded by Pope Clement X. We'll talk about him next time. Thank you for listening to Habemus Papam. You can find the rest of the Catholic Link podcast at catholiclink.org or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you and God bless you.